missions moment, have a time of praise and prayer. So right now, think how we can praise God, and then we can um, do prayers. Uh, Shelly's going to take notes. What's that? Here we go. With uh, my notebook. <laughs> I'm going to type them up and then put them in the, in the lobby for next week so we can praise God all month and we can pray all month as well. Uh, and then we're also going to be having children's church. And so I'm going to need the kids to think and help me out. And then we're also taking communion. Does that sound like a, just an epic day? Awesome. Praise God. Yeah, that's clap. All right. And so with that, let's go for the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, you are God Almighty, holy, pure, righteous. You are the giver of life. You are the giver of choice. Lord, and we, we ask that you help us choose your will to be done in our lives and not our own. Remind us that we are not by accident, that you made us on purpose and for your purpose. Lord, I ask that you give our, our leaders globally, nationally, and local your wisdom, your mercy, your justice. We also ask for your continued healing on, on our congregation that are suffering and in need of your touch. We lift up this morning, we lift up our children and our youth that they may call upon you as their Lord and God, their Savior and King. It's not easy growing up, and, and we, we lift them and hand them into your care. And we bring these, these prayers and petitions to you, Lord, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. So if you could stand up, if you're able to, and, and we're going to lift our voices to the Lord, and it's okay to make some noise. It's okay to clap. It's okay to move a little bit. I know we're Nazarenes. We're going to praise the Lord. Amen. And so kids, could you show the grown-ups how to do it? So you can wiggle. All right? Exactly. Have some fun. If you need to dance a little bit, I'm down with that. All right. And so, you know, Jesus came from heaven to earth. He was born of a child. He was born a child. He was born a king. And in his love, he takes away our sins. And the name of Jesus is the most beautiful name. You were the word at the beginning, the one with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory and creation now
everybody lift their hands up. You know, we do this because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and we worship him. I know I'm getting older and sometimes bowing hurts a little bit more, but if I can't bow in my body, I certainly am going to bow down in my spirit. And so this morning, let's, let's rejoice and holy is the Lord and be reminded of how great and awesome he is. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> We're standing there. 
You may be seated. Isn't that awesome? Everywhere we look, even in the mirror, God reveals his glory. Especially in the morning when you got bedhead. <clears throat> the, uh, so this morning we're having this, this amazing time of prayer and praise. And so it's open mic which is frightening for a pastor. <coughs> I jest. 
Does anybody have a praise they'd like to share that God has been doing or moving in or through you in the last any time? I could talk for hours. You don't know me. I'm Rabbi Allen, born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, radical Jew for Jesus. I'm Halakim Shalom. I'm using prophetic, and I had the pleasure of meeting Ken at the grocery store a week ago. And uh, in the ministry that I have that God's given me, I never know where I'm going to go. And I asked Kenneth, uh, Ken, Kenneth, we'll get, we'll get it worked out, won't we, Kenneth? I know what your birth name says because God told me, right? Um, I never know where I'm going to go. And in the process, I asked him where he went, and he said, here. And so I got lost getting here because the sign is not out there. And I said, Lord, I need some help. But in the presence of some very, very, very nice people, I have met some very, very nice people. And in the presence of a very nice pastor, God has been good enough to reveal some things through me to him that were pertinent, and we both ride motorcycles, so I'm glad that God brought me here. Thank you all. Thank you, Rabbi. Who else has a praise they'd like to praise the Lord with? All right. I just, I've been, uh, the Lord has been putting us on, uh, big time on my heart that from the second, uh, second Corinthians, the fifth chapter, you know, I, all my life I've been struggled with, well, am I really saved? I mean, I, I, I constantly make a mistake, but this, uh, this uh, has come to me. I am, through him, the righteousness of God. Amen. I, 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 and I believe that. Uh, uh, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. Why? So that I might become the righteousness of God. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I believe it. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bill. Is anybody else? All right, Timmy. And while I'm walking over Timmy, I do have a praise that my youngest son got straight A's. As a lot of you know, I've been praying for Pam Mena, and many of you have been praying with me. And she's been in and out of the hospital so many times, and this last time it didn't look like she was going to make it. And I got to go up there uh, Thursday morning and see Pam. And um, she has the strongest testimony. She knows she belongs to Jesus. She knows she is there for Jesus. And even though the family may not agree with her, she knows that he placed her there at Palm Village for a reason. And she told me that there's a nurse in there that she just never felt like she really cared for her. And she was nervous thinking about that. And the lady has never spoken to her personally. And she came in to her and said, Pam, I'm glad you're back. And I feel you're back here for a reason. And Pam said it just, she knew, she knew that God put her there for, it was a reason. 
And I am so thankful, and that testimony is so strong. And I, I was telling Janelle, it looked like a rainbow. She was crying tears of joy, but smiling also, you know. It was beautiful, and I came back so blessed. And I just thank you, those of you who've been praying for her, and those of you that have not known about it, start praying. We have a sister up there in Reedley. Thank you. Thank you, Timmy. Amen. Gosh, God's been really moving, hasn't he? It's amazing when we get together, when we, we begin to recognize God's movement in our lives, how God's moving, not in just our life, but in each one of our lives, because we're interconnected with the Holy Spirit. So who, uh, does anybody else have any praises they'd like to praise God with? All right. Well, our oldest was robbed by gunpoint, and, uh, and everything ended up being okay. So we're going to praise God for that, too. Does anybody have any prayers they'd like to, to bring before and that we can, we can all pray over? Yes. So most of you know that my, my daughter and son-in-law are in the Air Force, and it's been like this roller coaster. They're going to Guam, not going to Guam. Their stuff made it to Guam. Their stuff has not made it back in eight months yet. And so this whole roller coaster has been going on, so now my son-in-law is in Qatar, Q-A-T-A-R, however you pronounce that. But the prayer request is, pray for him as he's over there, but also my daughter is holding down the fort in South Dakota, and she's supposed to come here next Friday. I'm supposed to fly to Denver and drive back with her, and now the military, as the military is, is kind of holding her up again. <laughs> and so she's already put her notices in for jobs, things like that. So just pray that. God, I'll just kind of push the military forward. If you could, that'd be great, because I'd like to do the road trip with her, and I'd like her to be here. Yeah, I'm praying for your daughter and your son-in-law, and I had no idea it was your daughter and son-in-law. I actually didn't put two and two together. <laughs> Does anybody have any more prayer? Yes. Rabbi. Send me the bill for all the work. Oh, no. Buy a pair of shoes. Um, as you know, I am of Jewish heritage. I am also Messianic, believing in the Messiah. Uh, day after Christmas, uh, I lost my brother. So uh, my family is in turmoil. I'm still working at the loss of my brother, who was older than I am. His wife had just fell and broke her, whatever it's called, around her hip. And so she's getting well. And the family up there in Sacramento and Berkeley are all working to keep her well. But um, I'm asking for prayer that somehow when they get together for the memorial that the blood of Jesus will shine and my Jewish family will find Jesus because um, like I told you, I've gone from hell's angels to heaven angels, and they didn't like me then, and they don't like me now. And so I'm struggling with the fact that um, if you're praying that when I'm told that I can't go up for the memorial, that the God that I love and serve will take care of my family. Thank you. And sometimes that's a hard prayer, isn't it? Asking God to take care of our family and turn it over to him. Anybody else have any prayers they'd like us to, to lift up?
I guess this is a, a praise and a prayer at the same time. I want to praise God for the miracle he's making in four out of my 20 children in my classroom. These four kids with severe disabilities are making tremendous progress. One of them, a sixth grader, came to me at the beginning of this year, didn't know how to add. And all he will say is, I can't. I don't know how to, I can add. Now he's adding, he's uh, subtracting with regrouping, which he sometimes forgets. He's multiplying, he knows how to multiply by three digits, and he's dividing. Next, uh, next uh, lesson following this week, it will be um, fractions. The other kid is a child that had a cleft lip. He has had six operations so far, and he came to me with no reading skills at all. No multiplication, addition, no skills. That's typically the, the level of children that I get. He is now reading short stories, and he is writing what he reads. He is also multiplying and dividing. I have another student that with the same disabilities, he is excelling, his teacher has given him a prize, he has been mentioned in the honors list at the school, he is really doing well. And the fourth child that I have is a little girl that when I mention reading, she will start crying. When I mention writing pet or cat, she will say, I can't, I can't, I, I won't do it, I can't. Now she's writing on her own short stories and reading a book. So I praise God for that. I, I praise that he will keep, keep helping not only these four kids, but all of the others that I have as well. Praise God. Wow, that's awesome. Anyone else? You know, at, at this time, uh, I've got no doubt that there's some unspoken prayers. Those prayers that we want to we wanna lift to the Lord, we want others to lift us up and lift our prayers to the Lord, and we don't want to feel alone in that, but we just can't quite muster, gather. If, if you've got an unspoken prayer, could you either stand or raise your hand up? All right, so look around. All right, we're not alone. And we're going to put that down on the prayer list, those unspoken prayers that we give up to the Lord because we do this as a Fresno First family. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we praise you for your movement in and through your church, the lives that have been touched, the miracles that have happened, Lord. Lord, that, that assurance of knowing that we belong to you and the, and the accepting fully of your grace in a new and powerful way. Lord, we, we praise you for, for moving and speaking to us, moving through us and opening our eyes to see your miracles and, and movement through your spirit around us. Lord, we also uh, lift these prayers up to you, Lord from the smallest to the oldest. 
Lord, you know our hearts. And there's so many unspoken prayers right now within your church. Prayers of heartache. Prayers of, of spiritual discontentment. Lord, I also can see that there's, there's prayers of just unknowing. Prayers of surrender. Lord, and prayers of leading. Prayers of healing. Lord, we lift them all up to you. We lift them up to you, Lord. And we know that you hear them, you receive them, and you answer each and every one. And in Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. Pretty powerful, huh? The, uh, we're going to be doing this every single month. I can't wait for, to watch God continue to move in and through each one of us and as his bride, his beloved, his church. And now we're going to sing an old hymn because I heard an old, old story of a Savior that came from... <clears throat> and I think the victory is in who? Jesus. The victory is in Jesus. Why don't we stand if you're able to? Because I think that the, we need to be reminded of that victory right now.
may be seated. <clears throat> and I don't know about you, Kevin, but that was about three octaves too high for me. <clears throat> I'm going to go suck on a lollipop later. <laughs> All right, it's time for our, it's time for our um, tithes and offerings. And so God kind of put it on my heart when I was praying about it, and, which is a good thing. I try to go to God on just about everything. And the things I don't go to them usually don't go right. Uh, and, and why do we do this? Why do we do the tithing and offering? And, and quite honestly, it's a way of putting our trust back into God in a very real and affirming way. It's a rubber meets the road type of way. You know, Rabbi and I, we both ride motorcycles. And, and one of the things yesterday I did is I checked my air pressure. Because the last thing you want to do is get a flat tire going, we'll say the speed limit. <laughs> and blow a tire. It's not going to end well. So there's a matter of trust. And this is a way that we trust our physical life through our spiritual faith. It's when those times when the belt is super tight and we're wondering what's going to happen. And that's fact. Tithing and giving is real. And it's also a choice. It's a choice if we're going to put our trust in God that He's going to take care of us or not. Amen. It's a matter of faith. Offering and tithing is not a matter of guilt. It is not a matter of obligation. It is not a matter of shame. It is not a matter of anything except choosing to trust God as much as you are able to and what that means for you it's choosing to invest into his kingdom choosing to invest in his people into his church into his mission that transforms the community to his glory and and the other thing about it is that it allows the church to be of service so when we reach a point where we it's so tight that we can't then you come and you talk to me. And we talk about how the church can and will help. Because we are a family. We're a Fresno First family. And we're all in this together. And that's just another reason why God created us, His body. Because when one of us is facing, when one of us is having a hard day, maybe somebody else isn't. And maybe somebody else is having a hard day. Maybe you aren't. And that balances out. Thank God that we don't have a hard day all on the same day, as my friend used to say. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we joyfully give what, what was given to us. And Lord, we trust you with it because we trust you with us. And that's tough. And it's one thing to pray about it. It's one thing to say it. The other thing is to live it, Lord. So give us the strength to rely upon you, to trust us a little, trust you a little more, and trust ourselves a little less today compared to tomorrow, and a little more today than yesterday. May this all to your, your goodness, your kingdom, and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen time to pass the peace. So go say hi to someone that you haven't chatted for in a while and uh, stand up and stretch.
It was for a month. When Jordan is coming up right now to give some announcements, and I won't be on mic. <laughs> hmm? I am right now. Oh. Okay, there. I'm on. Thanks, Pastor. Um, I have the announcements on my phone, so sorry I haven't pulled up here. Um, yeah, I wanted to share something very quickly too on a praise. God just put it on my heart, um, and I just shared it earlier. But um, at work, I was getting—I got a promotion before the year ended, and I just wanted to share a, a praise for that. So um, God has just been blessing, and uh, I praise Him for that. But some announcements: uh, Sunday school planning meeting on February the fifth. Um, that's going to be from nine thirty to ten thirty. Um, so keep an eye out for that if you want to uh, join that uh, and uh, go to the planning meeting. And then uh, basics Bible study. Um, I have to thank Chad for this. He did catch this. Uh, it says the February 12th, but Wednesday is the 15th. So are we, is it Wednesday, Pastor? Wednesday. Okay. Yep. Pastor Chad caught that. So thank you, Pastor. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, basics Bible study. So Wednesday the 15th from 6 to 7. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I've heard uh, uh, some really positive things about people being excited for that, and I, I am too. Uh, and then small groups um, starting the week of February 12th. So uh, I've been talking with Pastor Jason, working with him, um, and we're going to, uh, I think, combine and uh, have a small group and... Um, we're still working out some of those details, but uh, if you want to join small group, talk to uh, me or uh, talk to my pop, and uh, we'll um, yeah, we'll get that uh, uh, going. And then um, uh, pastor prayer partner starting on February fifth, uh, and that's going to be during the sermon. So those are the announcements that I have, Pastor. Uh, if I could pray, and I'll give it back to you. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this, this wonderful day. Thank you for the praises, Lord. Thank you for the prayer requests um, from, from our family here, Lord. We just lift them together to you, and we just praise you, Lord, uh, in all things. And, Father, I just pray for a pastor as he preaches, and I just pray that you would give us uh, a heart open to your word and just praise you the rest of this, uh, this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And the pastor or the pastor prayer partners, what this is, and, and it's starting February 5th, and we're going to have signups, by the way. And it, it's, it's, gosh, this has been a dream of mine and a prayer of mine for as long as I can remember, uh, that uh, there would be um, my sisters and my brothers in Christ that would pray during the message. And uh, starting February 5th, we have uh, Pastor Steve who's going to be in my office. And we're just asking for one or two people per week and to just go in the office and pray, pray during the message. Uh, we'll we'll uh, worship and song together and we'll have announcements. And then when we, when we dip, when the kids dip after announcements, you go into the office, you just pray during the sermon. That, that God's message would be true, that, that hearts would be open. And... Think of this, the more of us that sign up, then the less messages we miss, unless you really want to miss the messages, and I'll know it because you sign up every week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's just there's something so powerful about that. And I, like I said, I've always, always prayed for that, so I'm excited to work with Pastor Steve and have this come, come up, happen. And so right now, it's time for... Children's Church and Justin. There we go. All right. So if you're this old or younger, come on up. We I got questions for you. We need to have Children's Church. We're going to talk. And I don't really haven't really thought this one out on where we're going to sit. So how about everybody sit in the front pew and you're going to help me out. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sit right here. Yeah, oh my good golly, thank you. Kansas City Chiefs, 3.30 are gonna beat the Bengals. Thanks be to God. All right, we just won a fair game. And I, I heard there's another game at 1.30, I'm not really worried about that. So, so churches may go until three o'clock. All right, so. The um, first off, can you say, can y'all say hello, Fresno First family? So one, two, three. Hello, Fresno First family. All right, Fresno First family. One, two, three. Hello, Fresno First family. 
Hello, kids. One, two, three. All right, so very good. I guess that that was a really poor intro on my part. All right, so, okay, y'all, I got a question for you. First, I'm excited that you're all here. Because if you weren't, kids' church would be kind of awkward. I'd have to talk to myself or Nick, which would be bad. I, he has to talk to me all the time. Okay, so we're talking about choices today. Does everybody know what a choice is? Okay, what's a choice? A decision, good. You don't have to raise your hand. You can just blurt it out. It's fine. We can be loud and obnoxious. I'm, I'm good with that. So what are some of the choices that we make every single day? Whether to pray or not, good. Whether we're going to brush our teeth or not, yes. Whether what? What food we're going to have, whether we're going to get out of bed, right? What about whether we're going to, like... Do homework? Or go to school or not go to school? Or go someplace? We don't want to go someplace. We want to go to school. School is good. What about listening to our parents? Is that a choice? Yeah, that's a choice. Exactly. So what are some of the other choices you have? Yes, Mel. What we Oh, yeah. You're, you're deep. That was good. That's a good lead-in, what we say. Remember, what we say comes from our heart, and that's a choice. And we're going to be talking about that a little later today, too. Uh, and so I remember when I was your age, okay? And I wanted more than anything to be an adventurer or an explorer. Has any of you guys ever wanted to be an adventurer or explorer? No? Okay, James, right there, buddy. You and I. Cut from the same cloth. So when I was a kid, I, I imagined I could be anywhere. I wanted to be anywhere except at home. And so I would go and hide in bushes, and I would like look at bugs and pretend like I was going through the, the jungle. And I wanted to go ahead and find lost treasure and, and cities of gold and all this stuff. And I'd, I'd see a worm that was maybe an inch long, but I would pretend it was a 20-foot anaconda that was going to attack me. And then I'd jump and I'd roll around. It didn't matter where I was. I mean, I, I got in so much trouble when my mom took me to the department stores because don't ever do this. Security gets called. I would hide in those center racks from her and pretend that somebody was after me and I was hiding, right? So you don't want to do that. Probably going to regret telling you I did that a little later on. So, but the, the point... The point is, I loved going on adventures. Did any of you ever, do any of you ever pretend like you go on adventures? What kind of adventures? Uh, yeah? Yeah. Yes. In the jungle. Any of you ever, like, pretend like you, or wish you could go to another city in the world and go visit it? Yeah, where would that be? Um, Fresno. Fresno. Yeah. Would you ever you ever wonder what it'd be like to live at the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, that's an adventure. What about the moon? Oh, no. No, you wouldn't want. To, would you ever want to visit outer space? No. Okay. Don't sign me up. Don't. James does not want to go on the space shuttle. All right. I would like, nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. 
The, uh, see, one of the things when I was growing up, we had like, they made us read in school, right? Do they make you still read in school? Okay, hopefully you like to read. I didn't like to read when I was young. I didn't learn to read. I liked to read until I was older. And so one of my teachers knew that I loved adventure. And so what she did is she goes, okay, Jason, I want you to read a bunch of books. And she had this huge chart. And every book you read, you got a check mark. And if you got enough check marks, then you got a prize at the very end. And so she had these choose your own adventure books. Have you guys ever heard of those? Do they still have them? Oh my gosh, those are the best books ever. So it would be every time you read it, you're the main character and, and you could be in the jungle or you could be in the city, you could be in outer space, you could be in the forest, you could go under water. Except for James, we don't read the outer space one. But you could do underwater. It could sometimes be in the past or in the present. What's that? Or in another city, exactly. You know, you, you got to climb the Eiffel Tower or something like that. And so, so in this, the, um, I remember one book that was really specific, and it was set in, in, the, uh, in the jungle. And it was the deepest, deepest of the jungle. And, and in this book, you came up to an alligator-infested swamp. All right, so I want you to picture in your heads an alligator-invested swamp. And then the book says that your best friend is in trouble, and your adventure partner, and you need to save your adventure partner now. And you need to do it like if you don't save your adventure partner, your adventure partner is not going to do well. And so you have a choice. You can either go across the swamp that has alligators in it, but you look over, and there's a boat. And it's a good boat. There's no holes in the boat. It has oars. You can go fast across the swamp, fast as you can paddle. Or, or, or you have to walk around the swamp, and you have to go. It's kind of dark, and it's spooky, and there's some spider webs, and there's some snakes, and it's a kind of un, unknown. All right? And so the thing is, <clears throat> the, um, so you have a choice. You can go the short way, or you can go the long way. So... Which one would you guys choose? I would choose the short way. The short way. I would choose to walk backwards. <laughs> you can't. You can't go backwards. But that's a good, good observation. All right. So we have a short way, long way. Anybody else? You can't go over. You gotta go through. Yeah, this isn't the spaceship one. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> here's the thing that I, I learned about these books. Because when I was your age, like I said, I didn't really like to read. And so I always, the short way always was a bigger number. And I thought the bigger number, you're closer to the end of the book, right? Well, it just so happens that if you pick the bigger number, chances are it's the wrong number. And then you got to go back to the page and make a different decision. And then you go to the shorter number. So, and inevitably, the short distance, which is the bigger number, so the shorter distance, usually you get, you have to go back. So if you take the shortcut, cut across the swamp in the boat, you don't make it. But if you take the long way, 
and it's the smaller page number, then you get to go all the way around and you persevere and you endure. And then you get to the very end of the book and you get your check mark. And then you get the prize at the end. You see, the, um, the more I practiced on making the right choices, the more I thought it out, like Milo did, right? Well, if I go across, there's alligators, they can flip my boat, I may not make it, but I, I may not be comfortable going to this unknown region that's a little dark and spooky, but I'm going to persevere and keep going, and then I'm going to make it to the other side and do what I'm called to do. See, <clears throat> when we do that, we receive that promised, cherished ending. We get to see through the very end when we endure. As Christians, it's, we get to receive that crown, right? You know, today we're going to be taking communion, and that's just a, a foretaste of what is to come when we're with Jesus face to face. And so, guys, I just want you to remember that life is full of choices, whether it's to brush your teeth, whether it's to eat candy or broccoli, whether it's to take the shortcut or the long cut. But the thing is, is God has grace. And if you do make, the, you do make a decision that maybe isn't the, the best decision, God allows us to go back and keep on making decisions and practicing those good decisions until we get the right ones. And sometimes it takes a long time to figure that out. Sometimes we figure it out right away. But the point is, is when we make decisions, God loves you enough and is with you that he always wants you to have the very best one. So can I pray for you all? Lord, I lift up our children to you and let them know that you are with them. Let them feel your presence, Lord, and let them receive your love fully and help them, Lord, speak to them in a way that makes the best choices possible. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, you can skip, yell, sprint back to your seats. You're all good to go. Thank you very much. Can everybody say thank you? All right. Thank you, my helpers. <clears throat> See, life is full of choices. You know, what we choose reveals the desires of our hearts. And, it, and in the end, our heart's desires are either going to lead us to life or to death. If you're able, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? James chapter 1, 12 through 18. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then, after desires has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. This has been the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Jesus is the perfect example of what it is to be fully human. And the life of Jesus is our example. 
that we may become more fully human, to live, to desire only what the will of the Father is, uh, to experience oneness and peace with God, that shalom. And, and even though we dwell in a world that is inflicted and infected with sin, just like a swamp that's full of alligators waiting to tip over the boat. See, like we said earlier with the kids, life is full of choices. And, and when we read about the life of Jesus, we understand that Jesus lived a life that was full of choices as well. And we see that the desire of his heart, the motivation of his heart, was that of love. A motivation that all the world would be known, all the world would know who God is. A, a desire to bring wholeness and peace and joy and love and goodness in every single individual that he came in contact with. A desire that there be reconciliation, renewal and restoration, even from those bad or those not as good, healthy choices that we make. See, when we look at the life of Jesus, we, we begin to see that, that just as he has choices, he had the same choices that we have. Even getting out of bed in the morning. Like the kids said, praying every day. We have these choices. And, and these choices aren't just as us as individuals, but they're for us as the body of Christ. Us as his community and it's, it still remains this one of the greatest mysteries for me, and I, I don't understand it, is that um, God chose us to point towards him. Amen. And we're not perfect. In fact, exactly, we're, we're, we're sometimes the, the furthest from it. You know, that... It says in Scripture that God chose the nation of Israel not because they were the best and the brightest and the goodest and the strongest. It's because they weren't as bad as everybody else. <laughs> of all the nations that he could have picked, he picked a nation that would reveal him. Of all the, the people he could have, have chosen, he chose us in our imperfection to reveal his perfection, of our unrighteousness to reveal his righteousness, of our sin to reveal his life and forgiveness. And that means that when we, when we go through, through life, we do have a choice, is to go ahead and, and follow the choices of the, that we make and the choices we think are right, or to look at the will of God and, and reveal the choices that he sets before us. But we only can do that if we are in, in communication with him, if we're discerning his spirit and listening to him, because each choice that we make, each word that we use, it stems from the desires and the motives of our heart. Scripture is clear that what is in the heart comes out through the mouth, and, and what comes from the mouth is motivated by who we are. And like those books of our youth, um, these choices give us an opportunity toward life. And with life, a faith that grows in intimacy with God and, and with others, and a life that leads to a reward. 
Not one on here on earth that's going to rust and fade and get stolen. But one that's eternal, that's kept for that one day when we reach the end of this book here and begin the next chapter in eternity. See, but it takes endurance so that our faith can understand and mature to have its full effect. A faith that reveals holiness. And it comes down to choice because the, the choices we make reveal the, the spoken and the unspoken desires and motives of our heart. And we open our scripture up today with a recap of verses 2 and 4. And as, as we face trials and, and challenges in life the, and temptations, if we endure, we're going to find out that, that in the end there's a miracle. And that miracle is a promise and that promise from, comes from God. And God is always faithful in keeping them even when we break ours. And when we endure, something changes within us. And as we continue to endure, we begin to see God more clearly. And people begin to see God through us more clearly. And it comes down to choice. Which choice did we make today? And we make these choices until one day we see the face of Jesus. And we're not always going to make the right choice. I know I haven't made the right choice in my life. I've made many, many bad choices. But thanks for the grace of God, I get to go back and, and try again. I worship a God of mulligans. And when I mess up, I confess it. He gives me another chance to confess. To confess that I agree with him. And so that <clears throat> I can make a better choice and and this means that the faith we have, it means a faith that we can't rest on. It means a faith that we have to keep, have to keep mo moving so that when we reach the edge of that swamp and we look at the alligators and we look down that path and that path is unknown and it's dark and it's scary and there's spider webs and snakes and there's bugs. Going back isn't an option. We can't stand on the edge of the swamp and say, this is where I draw the line. This is as far as I'm going to go. I'm just going to lay down. God doesn't call us to do that. He says that we need to move forward, and that requires that we make a choice. And we begin to embrace hardship as a pathway to peace, as a pathway to growing closer to God. And when we do that, we take that one step in that unknown, and we don't take the shortcut we go down the path, the narrow path. And every step we get a little more mature as we understand God a little more in our lives. And even when it feels like we're all alone, we realize that we are not. We begin to seek God's will over our will. And it shows that we are revealing a, love, a heart that is motivated by his love, not our love or the things that we love. It means we make choices based on having a desire on that love and that love that goes vertically up with God. And the more that we travel down that path, we understand that that love goes horizontally to each other. 
because we don't travel down this path alone. Just like when we were praising God earlier, we didn't praise God and we praise God, but we bring it before the congregation so we can see that when we do give praise to God, when we do pray, that we're not doing it alone, that all of us have skin in this game because we all have the same Holy Spirit within us and we are a body of Christ and in that we are united. <clears throat> See, and James repeats and encourages these these. These first readers in his book, remember these first readers are persecuted and they are scattered. They're without a home. They are in their own adventure book. They're having to make choices. They're facing their swamps and they don't know which way to go. And James is saying, endure. And when you are faced, when you are persecuted, you are blessed. In fact, James goes so far as to paraphrase Jesus in here, in his, in, in his letter. And James 1.12, it states, Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Je Jesus said, in five, Matthew 5, 11 through 12, Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and other all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. When James writes this and, and the letters received and, and some of those individuals, they didn't, they didn't actually receive the letter. They heard, it writ they heard it read, and it invoked a reminder, just like hopefully those books invoke a reminder of these challenges that we face, that when you are persecuted, endure. You are blessed, just like those that were persecuted before you, just like those that will be persecuted after you. It reminds those first readers how James opened up this letter and says, consider it nothing but joy. Joy to you when you're persecuted, when you face trials, when you face alligator swamps or that narrow trail that sure looks scary. If you endure, you're going to receive the fullness of reward, the fullness of faith, and that crown that God promises. And again, that choice is to either sit or go. To take the shortcut or the long way, that road less travels. And in that, it reveals what we're motivated by. Are we motivated by the will of the Father? Or are we motivated by our own selfish desires? Are we motivated for love of self? Or are we motivated for by the love of God who came and died for us so that we even have choice. See, we need to remember that we don't earn God's blessings and blessings by God are done so with a purpose. His blessings draw these characteristics out of us, these qualities that reflect his character within us. You know, simply stated, these blessings allow us to become more like Jesus and these blessings come through the trials, not in spite of them. A child doesn't 
earn the blessing of their permanent teeth. They get them by enduring life, by enduring baby teeth, and by growing and brushing their teeth, by the way. So brush your teeth every day and make sure you floss. See, James takes us to even the next step and that next challenge that, that tests and trials and challenges and temptations are a vital part of this life in which we live and we need to face every day because every single choice that we make, whether it's to get out of bed or what time to go to sleep or what to eat or what to do or what to speak, what to read, what to watch, how we spend our time, how we drive. These are tests to reveal the character that God has within us. And it shows how we work out God's truths, how we work out his scriptures and his life in our lives. And these get messy. We don't always get it right. <clears throat> but this is the kind of living we're in. And this is the kind of living that takes practice. See, blessings aren't delivered from the trials, but something is found within and through the trial by means of practicing by faith. We don't get through, we don't get to always make sure that we pick the right page number in those books. So we practice and practice and practice till we get it like Milo said. Hmm, taking the shortcut through that swamp probably means I'm going to get eaten by an alligator. That's almost a sure thing. Maybe I ought to go this because I'm on a mission. And God has given each of us a mission. He created us on purpose, and he created us for purpose. And thanks be to God, he will reveal as much as we are able to handle as we live and follow him each and every day of our lives. But it takes practice, and it takes exercise, and it takes applying our faith in real time. A faith that allows, uh, allows us to grow, a faith that teaches us to, relearn, uh, to rely on God, and a Faith that teaches us to trust God more and more. And it is not easy whatsoever. And, and that's it. That's it for today. We got a lot more message and we're going to pick it up next week. But what I do feel that is more important is that we joined together today because God's been moving today, hasn't he? Has God been moving in our hearts? Been moving in the service? And I think right now it'd be good to go ahead and recognize his movement and together go before him at table. That table of community. And we are a Fresno First Church community that is in communion with one another as we are in communion with God. And so uh, this morning we have an open table and if the Lord leads you to take communion, then this is a public declaration of faith that Jesus is both your Lord and your Savior. And I ask that if you are possible, would you please stand for the reading of God's word?
Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, 26 through 30. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for, <clears throat> for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, all will not drink from the fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. I'd like us to prepare our hearts now to, with the Lord's Prayer. And for those that haven't memorized it, we got it on the screen. Whose Father? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The table is open. Please come forward and take of the body and of the blood. And then return to your seats and we'll all partake together as one body. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. He just wanted a double portion of grace there, Timmy. God bless you. 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 God bless you.
God's grace never runs out. Thank you for your service, young man. God bless you. The body of Christ. And this is the body of Christ. The body of Christ was broken open for the whole world. May he break us open for the world. We take and eat this in remembrance of him. The blood of Christ poured out for the forgiveness of sins. May it keep, you, keep us pure unto everlasting life. Drink in remembrance of him. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind, but now I see. God bless you. May you make healthy choices unto God's will. You are sent. And kids, we need to finish all the bread and all the juice, so come up and help yourself.
I also figured out the last time. 